Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello again, ladies. At the moment, Serene and Sam and three of their boys and Pearl and Charlie and Kendall and Meadow and their little boy are down in New Zealand and Australia. They are going back to their roots. Uh, This is where we were all born and bred. Uh, We actually come from New Zealand and then we lived for 10 years in Australia. So this is the very first time, even though Serene and Pearl and our grandparents, uh, this is the first time they will have taken their American husbands down to the bottom of the world to see where they lived. So it's going to be such a precious time. So we have... um, some of the girls and little Remy staying with us and Breezy just passed by so I've called her to the podcast seat and Breezy can you say hello to the ladies hello yes Breezy is 10 years old and on Friday evening we had Breezy's ball and every year we have Breezy's ball and it all started when she was four years of age And Breezy always loved to dance and loved to dress up like a princess and be a princess and one day marry a prince. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So anyway, Serene said, okay, so we're going to have a ball for Breezy. I want everyone to dress up like princesses and all the men to dress up like princes or knights or men in armor or whatever. And uh, it was just the most glorious night. And for because when we have a birthday party, even for a little child, we have a family party. So it was so great. We made it a tradition. So now we've just had Breezy's uh, number 10 years old, Breezy's ball. But anyway, Breezy, why don't you uh, just tell the ladies your latest Bible memory verse? Can you say it? Yep. Okay. Um, okay. John 15 verse 7 is... If if ye abide in me, and my words abide in ye, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. John 15, verse 7. That is so great. Great, darling. Well, you can pop downstairs now. And how are you getting on with your story? Oh, you finished. Good on you. Okay. Well, ladies, I've got Brittany with us again for this session. So I know we're going to have a great time. We don't quite know what we're going to talk about yet, but I know it's going to be great. Um, yes, we, were t- we got on to talking about homeschooling in our last session. And um, <clears throat> then uh, after the session, Brittany and I got talking about Um, college and and how so many students and even their parents are getting into debt over this and uh, it's really quite a negative on their lives. Mm. Tell me what you know you were sharing with me Brittany. So many of my friends have debt. One of the moms um, that's in my little group uh, she has a couple kids and she's my age and her husband has over a hundred thousand dollars in school debt that they've not been able to pay off and she told me it's such a burden like it's it's always there in the back of her mind knowing 
that she has to pay it off. And so. Yes, yes. And and really, and is he um, fulfilling the, the degree that he got? No. Not, that's usually no, the pattern. No, he's doing something different. Exactly. I know. You find that this happens over and over again. Young people go to college mm-hmm. and they go because, oh, well, that's what you do. Yep. So off they go. And they end up with all this debt and then they Mm -hmm. get through college and they don't even use their college degree. Mm -hmm. Most times they get into something different. Um, And and so it's all really been a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's something we do have to think about, ladies. Some of you have got children, you know, maybe going to college, maybe some are getting ready to go, or some of just little ones, and you're thinking, how will we pay for it all? And this is why a lot of parents limit their families. Mm -hmm. They stop having children because they think, well, we will not be able to afford to send more children to college. If we can get two through college, that will be amazing. And really, it is a ploy of the enemy to stop the godly seed Mm -hmm. coming into the world. Mm -hmm. And, And there are other ways. Did you know, ladies, that we don't always have to do everything status quo just like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. There are always ways. Mm -hmm. And today we are so blessed with our whole computer age that young people can do their college degrees online and without even going to college Mm -hmm. and without spending so much money. Mm -hmm. And uh, that can be a wonderful idea. And of course, there are others. There are some who do definitely need a college degree, Um, you know, especially men who are growing up to, and and that's their bent where they're going. They'll need a college degree. But there are many who don't actually need a college degree. Mm -hmm. They just go to college because that's what you do. And, And they can get on with life Mm -hmm. and do amazing things. In fact, I I think the statistics are that most of the millionaires and billionaires in our uh, country, not one of them have been to college. True. You know. Most of them dropped out at high school is what I read. Yes. And, well, you know, of our six biological children, uh, I have to confess, not one have been to college. And yet they are all doing things Mm -hmm. that... uh, I mean, people with college degrees haven't got around to doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, our life is not dependent on a college degree. Mm -hmm. It's dependent on the gift that God has put within us. My father always used to say, he says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before kings. Mm -hmm. That's not just my father's words, by the way. It's a scripture in the word of God. But he believed it and he raised us on it. And it is true. It was true for his own life um, and the things that he did in life. They brought him before kings. He had a number of uh, opportunities where he spoke with the queen and and so on. And, and, you know, this is what happens. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, your gift makes Mm -hmm. room for you in this world. And God provides where you need to go as well to step out and go into debt. He hasn't given you that provision to be able to do that yet. Mm -hmm. He hasn't provided the money. For my husband, when he decided he wanted to go to seminary, Mm -hmm. uh, he bought and flipped a house and took the profit off of the house and that paid for his entire seminary so that when we got married, we had no college debt, no anything because he was committed to not going into debt over it and assumed that if God wanted him to go to seminary, 
seminary or anywhere else, he was going to have to provide the money for him to go. Mm, that, that was his conviction. Wonderful testimony. Yes, it's just a matter, I think, of thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say there's a better way of saying that. I think it's just thinking Bible. Instead, we think humanistically. We think, what does society do? We, we, just, we just go along with what everybody else is doing. And so I think if you are in this time, this season, where you have children getting ready for college, think about these things before you just send them off, because that's Mm -hmm. what you do. There are other ways, and uh, maybe they could do their college degree online. Um, I know a family, and I've stayed with this family, and she has written a little book, and you can order it. It's on my Above Rubies webpage, aboverubies.org. And it's called His B.A. was only 8K. And uh, this is about her 16-year-old son who got his B.A. when he was only 16, never going to college. She homeschooled all her children. And uh, with those who are needing college degrees, they have just continued to study. And then they would go to the college and just do the test. And she learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's all they had to do. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to put their vulnerable young people into uh, these colleges, which one time years ago were great places of learning, but now they are breeding grounds for socialism. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are not the place, you know, to send our very young people. And uh, so they were still able to get their degrees. And her young son at 16, getting a BA at 16, wow, when he has that on his resume, it just opened the world for him. I mean, doors everywhere. You see... There are other ways of doing things. And uh, so I think it's important to pray about it. And I don't believe God intends our children or us to get into debt over college. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the debt. It's the time loss, too. Because if you go for four years, you need to think about how many thousands of hours Mm -hmm. you are spending learning. Is that what you want to learn? Is Mm -hmm. it what God has called you to learn? But it's a time cost analysis of what you're not doing. You're not able to be working as much to be saving up money Mm -hmm. to buy a house for your future wife, to be more prepared. So for us, it was a blessing when we came together in marriage, since both of us had no debt and we had a bunch of money saved up. There wasn't so much pressure on us that so many young Mm. couples feel because not only did we not have debt, but we were actually able to work and do things in the four years that we would have gone to school to actually make money. Yes, that's that's wonderful. And I think this is uh, what we need to put into the hearts of our young people as we're raising them, that they are preparing Mm -hmm. for marriage. Now, most young people today, it's not even in their brain. They're Mm -hmm. not even thinking about marriage. In fact, the statistics are for USA that the average age of a man marrying today is 29 years of age. And for a woman, it is 27.5 or something. So you just think of all those beautiful 20s. Oh, just gone. And and those are the most wonderful years of childbearing. They are just lost. And and, and what have they been doing? Just uh, getting debt, you know. And yes, studying, but many times, sometimes they will purposely use those, but many times they don't even use uh, those degrees. 
And so we have to give them purpose. What mm-hmm. are you going to do in life? God's intention for you is to get married and raise a family. That is, that's God's original intention. My, even in the Christian church today, young people don't even know God's original intention. Their parents haven't even told them. Their pastors don't even preach about it. My, it's time we got back to the Bible. We've gone out so far on a limb and we've got to just come back. But what you have to know, dear mothers, is that God is with you and he is for your children Mm. and he is working it all out. And you're going to be surprised at what God will do. Amen. And I've got another book about college what is it, Gosha? Um, what's it called? Do you remember? Chucking College. Yeah, Chucking. That's right, Chucking College. That's another book you could get from our website, AboveRubies.org. Uh, if this is written by... Um, Melanie Ellison. Melanie Ellison. And she went off to college. She started off there and, uh, oh my, she just didn't find that this is where she was meant to be. She saw what was going on, didn't feel it was going to really help her life. So uh, she chucked it. And uh, anyway, she didn't chuck it and do nothing. No, she felt that she could accomplish more in life by uh, just establishing herself in business. And I think she has actually um, done about three different businesses that have all been very, very successful. And so that's another book you could read as of thinking and praying about these things. Yes, so, okay, now, another thing we got to talk about yesterday at our mother's luncheon, we got talking about that V word. There's a couple of V words. There's a couple words. ones. Uh-huh. I know. Oh, I wonder which one we'll talk about first. Let's, let's start on vasectomy. <laughs> that V word. Actually, um, you know, that's just so common today, isn't it? Uh, so many men are getting what they like to call get the snip and they think nothing of it. And uh, it's not even in the secular world, but in the Christian church. Mm-hmm. So many men have, uh, they've just go along with society. Okay, we have two or three children. And and I think men, uh, perhaps, you know, they are affected by society too. They're working mm-hmm. out amongst men and, you know, all their mates have got the snip and, you know, all their mates have got about a couple of children and, you know, they're all struggling to think of how they'll put their children through college one day. And so, okay, well, we'll just fix this. It's easy. Let's just go and get the snip. But... I believe there are repercussions. And um, I think it's something we have to think very carefully about. In fact, I believe myself. I've always felt that, oh, you know, I don't think we can do anything to our bodies to change the way that God created us because God's works are perfect. You know that scripture, all his works are perfect. 
and and all his creation is glorious and perfect and his highest creation was male and female and every single little tiny way he created our bodies are perfect and and when we go into our body and we seek to completely change the way it works i don't think we get away with it what do you think no god Anytime we mess with God's design, there are going to be consequences yes. for it physically, emotionally, maritally, and spiritually in all of the realms. Yes, yes. I know. And yet you will find if you go onto the website and you can put in, um, well, you could put in something like that. Are there problems if you get a vasectomy? Uh, you know, what are the repercussions? And you'll get all these articles coming up saying, no worries, mate. We don't quite say it like that. But, oh, yes, you get these articles from doctors saying, yes, but, you know, everything's fine. We, we don't have any problems. It'll all be okay. You just go ahead. But behind the scenes, that's not actually true. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of any yes, situations? It's, it's been surprising, actually. A couple years ago, I think someone had shared an article with me about the concerns of vasectomies and I had posted it or something, and yeah. I started getting so many messages and so many moms reaching out and talking mm-hmm. to me because I didn't even know there were so many complications following vasectomies. One mm-hmm. of the more big ones that just has recently come out is um, autoimmune issues. Yes. Because when they do mm-hmm. the vasectomy, they, God designed the man to produce sperm. The sperm mm-hmm. can't be stopped from production. Mm-hmm. They're just rerouting it. And yes. so where does it end up after about a year and a half? Oh, in the bloodstream and then your body begins attacking itself Mm. and I've even been finding this true in just general life if I've come across men who have autoimmune issues and I'm able to ask have you had vasectomy it's almost always yes they have and a year or two later these major symptoms start showing up Absolutely. I know someone very personally who has struggled with autoimmune problems for years and I know it was from his mm-hmm. vasectomy. Mm-hmm. In fact, in one of our retreats, a family retreat, Colin and I were speaking there, and, and this man, this husband, was in a wheelchair. And that was after his vasectomy. And he had been a great sportsman and, you know, so active. And uh, Colin just shared with him and said, you know, there you can get a reversal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did. He got a reversal, and he came out of the wheelchair. It's amazing. Yes, yes. And I think um, the less common or the less known about side effects were what surprised me the most. Mm. Um, In a couple of the moms group I'm in, many of them shared that after the vasectomy, their husband has such pain afterwards during erection, during orgasm, that it has been so hard for them to deal with that amount of pain and that the no doctor warned them about that first. And um, some of the moms were arguing and saying, you know, it didn't affect my husband, you know, we're great. And then one of the moms actually came back about a year and a half or two later and said that her husband had just shared with her how much pain there has been, but he hasn't wanted to say it or share it because it's a sensitive topic for men. They don't want to be there to be any issues there. And so, so many of them are in pain in that time with their wives and don't admit it anymore and so I think it's one other attack Mm. that Satan is using and bringing against couples to keep them apart absolutely this is where you know the very first thing 
that God did when he brought the male and female together. He said, you know, they'll leave their father and mother and they'll be joined and become one flesh. Now, everything that God has ordained, the enemy comes against. He seeks to distort it and to destroy it. And so he will do anything to come against this one flesh experience because it's God ordained. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even that incredible oneness, in, you know, even flesh oneness, but in, and the oneness of spirit and soul, it, oneness is, a, is also revealing the oneness of the triune God. Mm -hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit, the Son, the Father, they are intertwined as one in total unity. And, uh, you know, we as male and female, we are revealing the image of God. How does God reveal his image? He, he, he doesn't uh, he does it in flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. He does it through <clears throat> through us. And uh, this is a revelation of the oneness of God. And the enemy comes against it in mm -hmm. so many areas. And this is just another area. Um, and so these are things, uh, dear wives and mothers, that we, you know, people just take them for granted today. Mm -hmm. And uh, even you know, doctors and even things you'll read on the internet. Oh, it's all okay. But we have to think seriously mm -hmm. because um, there's there's too many incidents behind the scenes, you mm -hmm. know, that they they don't publish. Yeah. And who want? I mean, I'd be too scared um, to go ahead and <laughs> yes. think, oh, that could happen. That would be the end, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> permanent issues and being oh yeah. yes yes so i i've had a book in my um library for years actually it's it's an old book but you could still get it on the internet but the statistics are still the same it was back in 1993 it was published by hj roberts um dr roberts and it's called is vasectomy worth the risk and uh, he uh, brings out the statistics there that, um, you know, after a vasectomy, that the risk for cancer mm. uh, goes up 56%. But after a man has had a vasectomy for 22 years or longer, that then his risk goes up 89% mm. for prostate cancer, wow. which is just on 90%. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do see that in society, don't we? We see so many men with prostate problems mm -hmm. today who now have cancer. And, of course, there are other... Um, other cancers too mm -hmm. um, with those statistics where did I read that um, somewhere and, and there's I... marital tension many times that comes yes. about when the husband and wife aren't in agreement I know some yes. wives have shared the most hurtful thing in their marriage has been when their husband has gotten one and they haven't been in agreement on it yes oh yes that's so hard yeah. yes we were, Colin and I were asked to speak at a marriage seminar um, quite a number of years ago. And uh, when we arrived there, we met the pastor and his wife and they both looked yellow. 
that, oh, goodness me, they were yellow. And we found out it was because they were carrot juicing. And uh, they were juicing so many carrots that they, their skin had gone quite yellow. And the reason that he was juicing was because he had prostate cancer and mm. he was seeking to do everything in his power to overcome it. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so that was fine. But um, they, uh, I was speaking to the women um, on marriage and Colin was speaking to the men separately and he was talking about marriage and then someone piped up with a question this was at, towards the end of one of the sessions and um, he said well um, I, I've got the feeling that you know you uh, you know don't agree and with vasectomies and and uh, birth control and all that and and uh, what do you can you tell us what you think about that? And so Colin thought, well, you know, I, I'm here under the uh, sort of covering of this pastor, so I will have to put it to him. And so he said to the pastor, Would you be happy for me to talk about this subject? And the pastor said, Yes. And then Colin talked for a while, and the pastor got up and he said, My congregation, I have not ever told you this before. But you all know that I have prostate cancer. But he says, I know it was because I got a vasectomy. Wow. And he was very aware uh, of wow. that was the source of it. Mm. You know, so, yes. And it's sad that it's not being talked about in churches. No. That great churches that love the Lord mm. are completely leaving the topic of birth control. I remember when me and my husband went to get married, um, one of the premarital questions that was asked was like, so what, what, which birth control are you guys going to use? That's usual, isn't it? It's, ter yes. it's terrible that it's not yes. being talked about. And so vasectomies, I agree, are in the church too, because there's no men of God that are really speaking out against it. So a lot of men are either feeling pressure from their wives to do it because mm -hmm. their wives are done or pressure from others. And yes. Yes, and even a tubal ligation, the statistics yes. are that most tubal ligations will eventually lead to a hysterectomy. Yes. And because we can't tamper with our bodies mm -hmm. and get away with it. I remember way back in the beginning days, before I understood what I did today and before I had the revelation of God's heart for children and uh, you know, we were sort of thinking, oh, wow, you know, perhaps we better use something to stop having children. And, uh, and before we ever even got to knowing God's full revelation, I knew I could never use the pill. And, mm. and it was becoming so common. And something inside me, you know, although I didn't know um, at that time, well, it was just coming into it of God's wonderful understanding of the blessing of children. But I knew I could never do that because it was going to tamper with the way mm. God created mm. me. And and we know all the side effects that happen from that. And uh, that people just don't seem to care. Don't they understand the intricateness of their body? And it's perfect as God made it. And it was made for, you know, a purpose. Yes. Yeah. And I think that God's grace is there that there are vasectomy reversals, that not Amen. not every decision and every mistake we have yes. made can we reverse, and there's always going to be consequence of it. Mm. But 
if you've had one done and or your husband has and you're convicted, I would say don't let the cost of a reversal throw you mm-hmm. off because I know they can be several thousand dollars. But I've yeah. also heard amazing stories of couples who humbly went to God and repented, you know, and either did it out of ignorance or disobedience, whichever, and said, God, forgive us and give us the funds to be mm-hmm. able to reverse this, to put, you know, my husband's body back the way you designed. And God has miraculously oh, provided yes. for them each and every mm-hmm. time. And so many couples have been able to get it reversed. Oh, yes. And there are doctors who do it mm-hmm. at a reduced rate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can email me for that. I can give you the names of those doctors and all oh, the testimonies of so many uh mothers and even I know who've had reversal babies. Mm-hmm. I have a dear friend. She has, I think, um, I think she may have five reversal babies. Wow. Um, <clears throat> they started off and, you know, and then got the snip because they were just victims of society. Mm-hmm. But along the way, God revealed to them his plan mm-hmm. and, oh, they just wanted to have more children. Of course, what happens too, often after a vasectomy or a tubal, you know, the couple begin to long for children again, especially yes. the wife, the mother, because God created us this way. He created our womb to long for life. As it says in Proverbs chapter 30, that there are four things that never say it is enough, yep. that are never satisfied. And one is the barren womb. Mm-hmm. It longs for life. And a, a mother may feel kind of overwhelmed with her little two or three children all around her. And, oh, this is too much. And they do something permanent. But mm-hmm. then that womb begins to long for life yes, again. Yes. And uh, so, uh, but they can get it reversed. But this this couple that I know, they said, we had friends who were at the same time. They all did the snip. We did it all together, you know. <laughs> and she said, now I look at their lives. They had their two children. They've grown up. And we, they are totally bored. Yes. They've got nothing. Mm-hmm. She said, we have these children mm. all around us. And now some of the older ones are getting married and grandchildren are coming on. We have a life. It's just so amazing. And what we'd have missed out on if we yeah. hadn't done that reversal, you know. True. Well, um, there's another V. Oh, and it's a controversial one too. And that's vaccinations. Did you vaccinate any of your children? Our adopted child is partially mm-hmm. vaccinated as required by law, but yes. no, not the others. So what what caused you to um, make that decision? For us, it honestly started with, we just wanted to know what was inside the vaccines. We started mm-hmm. with that because we thought, okay, if they're going to be, we are careful with what we put in our children's body. You know, mm-hmm. we cook from scratch. We don't give them dyes. We don't want all that stuff. So it was just natural to be like, okay, a doctor wants to put this inside them. Let me just see what the ingredients are. Mm-hmm. So I just started looking up the ingredients and, I was horrified mm. to learn what was inside of them. Probably the most concerning being aborted fetal cells, which I did mm. not even know that when my oldest was getting his partial vaccines as he was being adopted. I did not even know that there were babies that were murdered and aborted and used in, I think, 26 of the vaccines have the aborted 
um, baby's DNA and proteins in them. And so mm-hmm. as someone who is pro-life, who has adopted, who has worked with many abortive moms who goes to the abortion mills regularly, that was horrifying that mm-hmm. I could stand up for life and take in children and, you know, foster children we've had several times and stand up for life in front of an abortion mill and then turn around and mm-hmm. at a doctor's office inject mm-hmm. some of a baby into my child. That, mm-hmm. that, alone was horrifying. So of course, you know, I began looking up that and how many hundreds and hundreds of babies were used uh, in the process to develop the vaccines. And we just kept looking at other ingredients. I mean, many, many other, you know, monkey, pork, sheep, blood, many other things Mm -hmm. that we are commanded against, you know, to not Mm -hmm. consume that's not wise for us either. They're also in vaccines as well. Mm -hmm. So it started for us with just looking up the ingredients. Yes, yes. And then, of course, we see what has happened to so many children through these. Although, once again, if you go to the internet and you look up about vaccinations, you'll see all the articles, nothing, it's Mm -hmm. all fine, there'll be no problems. It, It just seems as though we're dumbed down with all this information. And yet, and then we hear the testimonies In fact, um, the first testimony I ever got was when I was a young mum and I started off vaccinating my children because, once again, I was a victim. I can't believe how I was a victim Mm. those Mm -hmm. days. Oh, goodness me, I'm nothing like a victim now. (laughs) Um, it's, It's true that we grow in knowledge and we grow in our convictions, don't we? And, and so, praise the Lord, they didn't really hardly vaccinate much back then. It was just a few basics. But anyway, one day I was just, you know, going down the road with my children, uh, you know, in the stroller. No, maybe my twins in the stroller and my little boy walking alongside me. And uh, this lady was at her gate and she, I stopped and got to talk and she said, oh, you know, lovely to see your children. And I have a little girl who's the same age as your little boy. Would you like to come in and see her? So... I came in, I walked into the bedroom, and there was this little girl lying on this bed, a vegetable. She couldn't see, hear, talk, do anything. She was a complete vegetable, but beautiful. This mother said to me, she was a perfect baby until she had her three-month shots, Mm. and that was that. When I saw that before my very eyes, that finished it for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, before I'd even got into really learning and and finding out all the information, that was it. I never, ever vaccinated (laughs) again. (laughs) That was enough for me. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, there are so many testimonies, but, you know, and of course you can find out also, you know, um, the true studies and so on. But um, they are, you know, trying to vaccinate our children more and more and more, aren't they? They're adding new ones to the schedule. There's hundreds just being tested. And yet, that's not all the diseases that there are. If they wanted to really protect us from all the diseases, we'd just be be just a total vaccinated person out, wouldn't we? There's over 2,000 active diseases in the U.S. For example, leprosy kills several hundred people a year. But you mm. never hear about yeah, leprosy on the news. No one it. ever scares you about leprosy because there's no vaccine for it. So it's not mm. even out there. But there's many, many active diseases. Yes, yes. 
And so I think a lot of mothers do it out of fear, don't they? Mm -hmm. um, fear know? from their doctors that yes. will scare them and use all sorts of manipulated statistics to try to convince you that your child's going to die if you don't do this, mm -hmm. which the Bible says, obviously, we're not supposed to do anything out of fear. No. No. And then also the fear of man and what will my family members think? Yes. Many moms have confessed that they've done it, even though they knew they shouldn't or they heard something in their conscience, you know, that, that mom voice saying, don't do it. They did it anyways because of pressure from their mom mm -hmm. or their aunt or their in-law. And, you know, I encourage them, your, your doctor, your mom, your aunt, your in-laws, they will never answer to God for the decisions for your child. You are the mm -hmm. only one that God has made the mom mm -hmm. over this child. And you're the only one who has the special knowledge and wisdom for this child. And you're the only one that will stand before God for your choices. And this is a choice that you can't be ignorant in. And it's not a morally neutral choice it's not a gray issue of you know maybe this maybe this they this is a this is big for the abortion industry and i um i didn't tell you this yesterday nancy but in a mom's group that i'm in one of them was sharing how about a year and a half ago her sister went into the ob with her ninth child to get mm -hmm. tested um and so she went in for her normal you know checkup and the ob came to her and said i would like to give you a proposition and she was like okay and she said would you consider having an abortion and the mom was like no like why would i do that and the ob was like well i'm asking you to donate your child for um scientific research because your child has a rare type of blood and we need more of this for vaccines so i want to know if you would donate your child for medical research to do more vaccines i beg your pardon and he, i flat, cannot even believe it in america flat out asked for her child for vaccines because i've heard many christians argue before and say oh it was only one or two children used in vaccines and it was a cell line that was developed in the 60s and that has been their argument but that is not true at all there are many babies being aborted on a regular basis to keep creating new cell lines to do testing on if you look up stanley plotkin he's the grandfather of vaccines and he's not anti-vaccine at all but if you just google it and watch any of his videos he will testify how many hundreds of babies they went through to develop one vaccine and there's over 26 of our vaccines that have aborted baby dna and protein in them yes so these are things you know we have to think about we have to be proactive mothers dear lovely mothers and wise, if I can just encourage you today, don't become a victim. Remember uh, the other week I shared that scripture from Nehemiah where it says, they have dominion over our bodies. Oh my, what a terrible testimony. And this is what is beginning to happen even in our nation today when we are meant to be the land of the free we uh, we cannot give up our freedoms and our rights to decide what we will do with our children. Don't give up your mm -hmm. rights. Don't give up your freedoms. Whatever you decide to do, if you are a mother who decides to vaccine or you're a mother who de decides not to, you have to do it after study and research mm -hmm. and be proactive 
active about all these things, these Vs, the vaccinations and the vasectomies and so, and so many other issues that we face today. And, and we are being crowded in and uh, more and more with all these liberal and socialistic things, which are all anti-family and, and anti-God's original plan. So let's keep close to God, dear mothers. Let's keep in his word because the word just having the word in you it's the antidote to deception when you have the word somehow when you hear things or even things in society or even what everybody else is doing you get that check in you and when you feel that check take notice of it and don't Give in to becoming a victim. We're not victims. God has called us to freedom. And we're slowly losing our freedoms in this country. But we've mm. got to hang on to them. We've got to fight for them. Amen? Amen. So fight for your freedoms. Amen. Let me just read you as we close. Uh, just a couple of quotes here. Um, yes. Um Oh, <laughs> this truth, this quote says, truth is stranger than fiction, but not so popular. Sometimes we have to go outside of the box, go against the grain, be, uh, you know, looked upon as weird because we're choosing truth. But we are going to be those who stand. Uh, yes, this is actually in this book, Is Vasectomy Worth the Risk?, which you can order if you're interested. And... I read this prayer. It's a Jewish prayer. You can't imagine anyone praying it today, but this is what it says. Blessed art thou, O God, King of the world, who formed man in wisdom and created in, in him various offices and tubes. Before thy glorious th throne it is revealed that if but one of these be opened or closed, it would be impossible to exist and endure in thy presence, blessed art thou, O Lord, who heals all flesh and works wondrously. What a prayer. I mean, remember how, you know, if someone was not uh, perfect, they weren't allowed to come into the, the holy presence of God. And I think that's taken from that because, okay, something is, you know, contaminated. It's changed. It's not like you, God created them as a perfect man. Mm. And uh, so, you know, oh, let's just get back to God's ways. And time has gone again. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for these times when we can talk together uh, about issues that we all face because uh, these things are all around us in society. Mm -hmm. Help us to be those who uh, seek you, who seek after your word. Uh, we know the little saying, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. And sometimes we just have a little bit of knowledge. But help us to be those who really seek after your knowledge we thank you that we can find all our answers in you that in you are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge help us lord to live in you live in your word and to be strong i pray for every wife and mother and daughter listening today that you will strengthen them strengthen them in their convictions 
Oh, God, give them grace to stand true to truth and uh, not become victimized. And, Father, I pray that as they stand, you will fill them with your grace and anointing because, Lord Jesus, you came to this earth and uh, you revealed yourself. You were full of grace and truth. And we want to also live that way. We want to never compromise on truth, but we want to be full of grace as we share. So we ask that you will give us this anointing and enabling. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.